Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Nikah qade masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Nikah qade masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye hai Rasoole Mukarram. Ye farma gaye hai Rasoole Mukarram. Ye shaadi hai beshak mohabbat ka zina. Ye shaadi hai beshak mohabbat ka zina. Baharon ki amad sabaka taranum. Baharon ki amad sabaka taranum. Nikaq de masno dukhe dil ka marham ye farma gaye. Eight minutes after 11 South African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning. It's still a bit cold. It's a bit windy. But... Uh, I see it's sunny, it's sunny this Wednesday morning. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. I will be with you from now till about 12 o'clock, inshallah. Uh, I want to welcome my beloved engineer, Haji Suleiman Esop. He's uh, dressing as if uh, it's uh, snowing. Uh, he says, Morana, brr, <laughs> brr, yeah. It's cool, it is cool, it is cool. I was saying to my beloved listeners this uh, morning on Asafina to Ilal Jannah that please, wherever you are, dress warm. It is very, very cold. Don't be like our beloved Haji Abu Yusuf. You know, he is, you see, even Haji Suleiman says, Hi, Molana, I don't understand that, <laughs> that guy. You know, don't be like him. He comes without socks. He comes with the short sleeves. I, I don't know. I really, really don't know. But nevertheless, I want to welcome uh, the listeners of Sirius SFM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company. Uh, I don't know when last I've met Haji Faisal and Hafiz Yusuf. I think maybe I, sh- uh, I-, I need to take a drive there, Haji Suleiman Yusuf. You need to join me. We have to meet Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal. Mashallah. Uh, good people. Very, very good, wonderful uh, uh, people. Good character, akhlaq, mashallah. We welcome the listeners of Sirius FM and we welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah on this early, mashallah, uh, Wednesday morning. Remember our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners plus 2784-786-3132. Today is the 24th of Zulqada, 1444, which is also the 14th of June. 2023. Let's welcome our beloved uh, Fabila Tulustad, who is uh, uh, he's currently in Heidelberg. Heidelberg at the moment, Ustad. Uh, I don't know how's the weather there in Heidelberg, but let's welcome you to the bliss of marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum ma'arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. The weather here in Heidelberg is fine. And when we left, I left from there, from Lanesia, 8.30. And then on the news, I heard that the roads are all closed. Mm. And then we had to come back and come via the back road. 
So therefore, I got but delayed and a lot of stories, but alhamdulillah, we are here in Heidelberg <laughs> and we can proceed. Ameen. Allah's fuzzle, Allah's mercy. Pray Ameen. for our country. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Allah always keep you protected, Ustad. Ustad, uh, there's a listener from Makkah. It says, Muftisab, someone in Makkah urgently needs an answer. Muftisab, I have a pimple near the groin area. I am scared it will burst and mess my ihram. Is it possible to cover it with a small plaster? Ustad from Makkah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nushalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If it is a small pimple and so forth, then just put a plaster and then there is no dumb or penalty or anything of that sort. But if you fear that it's going to bleed and so forth, and then you rather wear some underwear, and thereafter when you wear your underwear, your umrah is finished, then you slaughter a goat or a sheep there in Makkah Mukarramah. Mashallah, I got here Hamad. Hamad is our grandson here, like you know. My brother's grandson, they all passed away. Allah give them Jannatul Firdos. So, mashallah, he's playing with his ball here. So, that's <laughs> why you can hear some noise. <laughs> mashallah. Jiu, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's a sister says that uh, I have messaged Muftisab several times on Muftisab's personal WhatsApp, and Muftisab did guide me so long. But um, uh, the sister says that she's a student of Deen, she's 21 years old, she cannot love anymore with her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law is making her marriage difficult. So she wants out. She wants a talaq, Ustad. What is Muftisab's uh, advice on her, Ustad? Obviously, we will never advise you, sister, to go for a talaq and divorce. There are three scenarios here. Number one, you and your mother-in-law, your husband, all living in one house. Or you're living in separate houses and very near to one another. And the third one will be that you are living far apart. So if you are living together, so tell your husband Islamically it's your right that you have your own dwelling, your own house and so forth. And if your mother-in-law and you are living right next to one another, for example, an outbuilding and a main house and so forth, so then also they tell him that you will rather go to another outbuilding somewhere and in that way there they can solve the problem. And third one is this, that if you are living far apart, then what is the problem? The main problem between daughter-in-law, mother-in-law will be in the kitchen or will be every night you have to go by her and have supper or lunch or whatever. So you must tell your husband he can go every day, but you will go once a week, once in two weeks and three weeks and so forth. That he mustn't impose upon you because things are not so, you know, good between you and your mother-in-law and so forth and so on. But whenever the thought of talaq and divorce and all that comes in, remember Quran Sharif teaches us Surah 2, verse 102, يُفَرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَزَوْجِهِ The aim of Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan is this. He wants to cause separation between husband and wife. Read أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Today is, mashallah, Wednesday. So after Zuhur Salat, read two rakat Salat, and then beg Almighty Allah, Azza wa Jalla, and 
go into sajda, maybe you know this dua, you say you're a student of deen, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. Ya Allah grant that such spouses and such children that are the coolness of the eyes and inshallah read ya wadud, ya wadud. You have to save your married sister. You are supposed to be a student of deen. And amara kam jorna hai, So we have to make the home work, not break the home. So that is, and give us some sadqa charity as well, and attract Allah's mercy and read Surah 7, Chapter 7, Verse 151. Oh, beloved Allah, include us in your special, special mercy, whilst you, Ya Allah, are the most merciful one to show mercy. I see the student of Dino Stada, she is crying at the moment, and she says, I must my mommy move this up. I just want to go back home. My husband always takes his mom's side. Ustad. Mm. Fine. Go to your mother's house for one week, two weeks, his holidays or whatever coming or whatever. Mm. So that's fine. But then you go back to your husband. The main thing is you must live separate. Remember this table. That's what I can't understand, you know. Mm. I told you a hundred times that when a proposal comes, then all these are issues that you'll need to already finalize before the nikah. Where are you going to live? Are you going to live with your mother-in-law? Are you going to live separate? What's the story? And Islamic there is no problem in all that. Remember that you must ask these questions, then afterwards you don't have any of source and regret and so forth. So my advice to you, tell your husband you want to go to your mother, father, whatever, and then you come back, but you want to live separate and so forth. That would be our advice. Ustad, hmm. a, a listener says, can I, as a lady, stay at my husband's friend's house with his wife and kids? But of course, strictly parda, Ustad. All haram, all these things there. You must remember there's no such thing that you go stay by his friend's house and all that. Who's your mahram there? There's nobody there. So remember this, that that's absolutely haram. It's a non-starter and so forth. All this talk of strict parda and all this, all waste of time. So for you to go and stay there, spend the night there, all that, totally haram, not permissible. Somebody says, Assalamu alaikum, dear Mufti Saab, my granduncle married and divorced many women and had children from these women who he couldn't care for properly because of all the divorces. But Mufti Saab, in his old age, he was alone, nobody cared about him, not a single child, and he died alone. Was this a punishment for divorcing so many women and causing trauma to so many children? Does this catch up with such men in their old age, Ustad? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla teaches us in the Noble Quran, وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ When calamities befall you, then remember it's because of your own deeds and your own actions and so forth and so on. So that is what you must remember. That now to blame people and that, you know, action and reaction, so therefore, it works both ways. Parents have to look after the children. Children have to look after the parents and so forth. So now it's all done and dusted. So you, the wives or the children and whoever, we don't know how many are wives and how many are children. The ex-wives are history, right? They're out of the picture. But maybe he had a wife, I don't know. Maybe he didn't have a wife. So anyway, all the children, at least, that you should do the following Make sure that the burial funeral expenses are all paid for. 
the debts of the deceased must be paid to the creditors. If he made wasiya for none heirs, that must be implemented maximum one third. And fourth one, the shares of the heirs. All his children, his sons, his daughters, all must inherit. I don't know, did he leave anything or did he die a pauper and pass away? And keep on making dua for him because end of the day he is your biological father and he died as a Muslim, inshallah. So keep on reading Surah 14, verse 41. رَبَّنَا فِلِّي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me. Forgive my beloved parents and the believers the day the reckoning is established. Hmm. So let's go to, to Belfort. It says, Can my wife or daughter slaughter a sheep while in the hive from Belfort stand? 100% day in Belfort, they know how to slaughter. They're very good in that. <laughs> So, mashallah, is a one, uh, one street town. You enter from the same and you uh, come out from the same street. So, mashallah, I was there for Eidul Fitr also, mashallah. So, you're my sister, Juleka, Fatima, Zainab, Jamila. I cover I give the buckle, not a barabar, the buckle is a jacky one to me. I now park before the key one to me. So, I told them in Mammon, because all Mammon's there 90%. So I said, if you know how to slaughter, and then you slaughter the kurbani animal, no problem, even if you are napaki and menses, but it mustn't do so in front of all the strange men and all that. Behind your house or somewhere private, then you slaughter it, and then it's fine. Not that you get half the Belfort men there, and they're taking videos and so mm. forth, and then in Kenar, is that is not right, that is not permissible. <laughs> I see uh, the listener in Belfort says, move this up. Uh, 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 pass our salams to your grandson Hamad, and the sister says he must be gone so big now. Mufti Sabche, we start. <laughs> Hamad is a big shot. Plus, he got these two brothers, two others there. They are not here now. They in school <laughs> or madrasa. I don't know where they go now. Yet we got Hamza, and then we got Yusra, and Hanna is there, and all got green, green eyes, blue, blue eyes, and all of that. <laughs> and then we got another two also. They small, small for Easter, the other side. So we got Umayma there and Muhammad there, mashallah. <laughs> so Allah, Allah give them all long, long life. Ameen. And inshallah, give them good health, iman, accept them for deen, inshallah. So that is our dua. Our children must become the kurvata, yod, the coolness of our eyes. Amin, 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 summa amin. Mufsad, my husband is in overseas and will only be back after Eid, dear respected Muftisab. Can we get somebody else to make kurbani on his behalf, Ustad? So you just phone him today so easy. You know people, the whole world has become a global village. You just contact him, SMS or WhatsApp or email and tell him that we're going to make your kurbani here and so forth. And then you get your brother or you get your father or your uncle or somebody and then they can do it, mashallah. I myself, I'm doing it there at the dear. So you can contact them there at the dear Maulana Farhan Patel and inshallah you can, oh, whoever you got confidence in, two, three things only that make a price properly before time and make sure the animal is according to Sharia and you know we got the story with the tail and everything. Today, this morning, before I left from Melanesia here to Heidelberg, I said, let me clear everything quickly. So there was one person, he asked me the question, can you slaughter animals that don't have tails? So mm-hmm. I told him no. Then second, then he asked, he said, but we already bought so many animals with tails, you know. Now that is Kamal of people. 
first you ask the question, then I tell you, no, it's not permissible. Then you come tell me. It reminds me of the one Baji in Makkah. Mm-hmm. He ate the whole KFC in front of me. The whole, he made it suffer and suffer. <laughs> and then he asked, Mufti sahab, I'm murgi halche. You understand? Then he asked me, after eating it, he ate everything. And he knows that I don't eat all these things. So he tell me this thing is halal or not. Baji, if you're so concerned of halal, and then you should have asked before time. Mm. Not you finish the whole thing up and now you ask. You see, our people also a little bit zigzag, you know. Mm. Ustada, uh, somebody needs an urgent answer. He says he's anonymous from South Africa. Uh, Mufti Sab, is it haram to force a lady to become Muslim just for the sake of nikah? I need an answer. I'm recording you, Ustada. It's haram, you can't do that. You must remember Quran Sharif says, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 256. You know, AK255, that is Ayat Kursi. And the verse after Ayat Kursi, Allah Jalla Wala says, La ikraha fi deen. There is no compulsion in religion for non-Muslims. So now you saw this white lady, she got blonde hair and she got green eyes and dust and all that. So now you thought some hood from Jannah came and so forth. <laughs> so yet now you tell her just become Muslim. Why? For your gratification, for your desires and so forth. But she's not going to be a Muslim. You must remember that even if you bribe her and so forth. So therefore, all that what you're suggest- uh, suggesting from A to Z, brother, all haram and not permissible. People see today, three people embrace Islam from Australia. We make tabliq, we make dawah, we mm. propagate. And I tell them always, you must say, I'm embracing Islam lovingly, willingly, sincerely, mm. and so forth and so on. We don't force anybody. And Quran says you can't force. Yaqeen, iman, conviction must come from within the heart, not from the tip of the tongue. And then you just want to fulfill that, you know, your lust and desire. So all that, brother, all A to Z, all haram. You can record me and send it to whoever you want to. I see now the brother is saying, Ustad, he's not giving maybe the proper question. Now he's saying, what if she is pregnant? Anonymous, Ustad. Yeah, so you see. That you already made tribal business, so the child is haram, and you must get 100 lashes, and she must get 100 lashes. First 100 lashes you must get, because you are the culprit in all this here. So Quran Karim states, Surah 24, Surah Nur, and verse number 2, Azani atu azani, fajlidu kulla wahidi minumam yata I just told you about the chicken story mm. now. So now when I told him it's haram, now he comes with the true story. <laughs> so first we have to lash you up in public. hundred lashes, Quran says, and must not show you any mercy. All this is the Quran. وَلَا تَأْخُذْكُمْ بِهِمَا رَأْفَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ so if she doesn't want to embrace Islam, then you can impose it upon her. The lineage of the child will go to her. And remember, it's a haram child. There's no blame on the child. The blame is on you and the lady. And what you must do, minimum, minimum, tell her no abortion, but she must give you the right of the child that at least you'll bring the child up as a Muslim and so forth. <laughs> at least that much you should do. But the lineage of the child won't go to you, will go to the mother of the child, the biological mother. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Ustad, what is the secret to a successful marriage? Anonymous, Ustad. The biggest secret to a successful marriage is taqwa. 
when we are going to perform, now I'm performing Jamil and Jima, Jamila's nikah, for example. Mm-hmm. There's no nikah here, I'll just give you an example. So you might think I came here for a nikah or something. So anyway, you must remember, so before we perform and solemnize that nikah, we give a talk normally, and then we say, this is the husband-to-be, this is the wakil, the representative, these are the witnesses, this is the bride-to-be, and so forth. And the talk will focus on all the verses we recite. Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu taqullah haqqa tuqatihi. Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu taqullah haqqa tuqatihi. Thereafter, ya ayyuhalladzina amanu taqullah haqqa tuqatihi. If you look at the common thread and the common message and theme, you will find all to do with taqwa, taqwa, taqwa. The book's name, write it down, students and ulama, it will help you in life. The book's name is Al-Mawahibul Ladunniya. Mawahibul Ladunniya. By Allama Qastalani Rahimahullah. And in there you will find Shayna Ali radiallahu anhu wardah. He was a linguist par excellence. And he, or he defined what is nikah and what is taqwa. Both definitions, remember, he made. So the one of taqwa, you will find it there as well. So what did he say? Madan nikahu ya amir al-mu'mineen. What is nikah? Tell us, O Sayyidina Ali, amir al-mu'mineen, radiallahu anwarda. He said, all the phrases ended with a ra, with a re. Sururu shaharin, one month happiness. Luzumu maharin, you must pay the mahar in cash or kind. Then wahumumu taharin, then you go to vyadi. Yadi is mammon. You got worry. You got this. Wife falls sick. Child falls sick. This happens. Load shedding. Water shedding. Petrol price going up. A lot of things going on in life and so forth. Now you all the dukes and sook, all the worries come on you. So, Luzumu Sururu Shaharin. Luzumu Maharin. Humumu Taharin. Then you my age, Kusuru Zaharin. Tovako Varivye. So now you are in Ruku. You see? They're hunchback now. So many problems. And then in the ending, we put you in the grave, you see? <laughs> That's the definition he made, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. Definition of taqwa, what did he say? Every phrase ended with a lamb. Al-khawfu min al-jaleel. That you must have fear of all might Allah. And fil-khalwa wal-jalwa. That is, in privacy and public. Today we are sanctimonious. In front of the public, we have to be like Buzruk. When we are alone, all the vices, pornography, movies, then the chat lines, girlfriend, boyfriend, Allah alone knows what's going on. So that is the second <coughs> one is, he said, well, amadu bitanzil, practice on Quran, Sharif, and Sunnah. Our custom traditions, when they're in conflict with Sharia, you just leave that out. Third one, he said, well, qana'atu bil qalil. You must be content with what you have. There's quality of greed more and more and more. Then people don't bother whether it's halal or haram, mm. because now they just want more and more and more. وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدِ The human being is madly in love with the wealth of his. So remember chapter 100, verses 6, 7, and 8. This is chapter 100, verse 8. So, الْخَوْفُ مِنَ الْجَلِيلِ وَالْعَمَلُ بِالْتَنْزِيلِ وَالْقَنَاةُ بِالْ 
القليل والاستعداد ليوم الرحيل and prepare in this worldly life for the day of our departure. We know tomorrow, next month, next year, five years, 10, 20, 30 years, we'll be gone from this world. Mm. So prepare now, already from now, start preparing. Mm. Mm. Allah Akbar, beautiful answer, Ustad. I see there's a, uh, there's a mommy, a mother, Ustad, she says, Beta, our daughter-in-laws are very, very spoiled. Why did they marry our bachu? These girls are very rude. Maro Capeto, Ustad. Ah, but you see, Carla, you can't blame them all the time. Both ways it works. Sometimes the sons are also so spoiled, you know. And sometimes the daughter-in-law also is spoiled. So both mm. ways it works. Daughter-in-law spoiled, I spoke to you many times. They, they don't even know many a time how to cook and how to do a run a house, nothing, all that. They just want shopping, look in the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the whitest of them all and all. <laughs> That's their job, you see. And then with the TV, phone and all. So we must prepare our daughters, our sisters to run a home, to be a cook, to be everything. Then everything will be smooth. And then the husband, you also have to play your role. You can't be now just making your wife pregnant. And now when she came, she was a one liter bottle. Now she became five liter, four liter. <laughs> now you're no more interested in her. Now you want to get busy with the secretary, get busy with this lady, that lady. How many times have they getting this complaints that the husbands are having a string of affairs and some of them are on drugs, some on alcohol, some are gay. And so many problems, you must remember. So we always have to look at things both ways, you must remember that. End of the day, then the daughter will say, yeah, I'm spoiled, is right, but who spoiled me? You see, then it comes back to the parents. <clears throat> then it comes back to selection of spouse. Mm. When you went to look for that lady, what were your main criteria? In today's world, Muslim and non-Muslim. I mean, let us be honest about this. The main criteria become the Jamal and the Mal. <laughs> Jamal is the beauty and the Mal the world. How is he? He's handsome. He got what color eyes? And is he fat? Is he thin? And does it? And how rich is he? Did he come with a small Nissan, Datsun? Did he come with a Merc, BMW, Be My Wife? So all that plays an issue, you see. And then that is now. And then the girl, she must be that queen I was dreaming of and so forth. So too many worldly expectations. Who really bothers today when they propose? Is there a girl, husband to be, wife to be, that really reading five daily salat? Are their aqidah and belief structure correct? Their akhlaq and character and all that? Hardly 10%, 15% you will find like that. The overwhelming majority, they don't bother of these issues, but that are the real issues that will make your marriage flourish, inshallah. You will be on the same page because now both parties have taqwa, both have correct belief, both have salat in their life, both have go ask the daughter-in-law, go ask the son. Ramadan is gone, Eid is gone. We are already now coming to the last week of Sulqada. From Eid day, Eid al-Fitr, we come into Eid al-Adha just now. How much Quran you read? Mm. You will see 80% never even opened the Quran. I mean, let us be honest. So that is where we are today. The love of this world and the love of wealth, all that has saturated our hearts. And when we do that, Quran is saying, وَمَنْ أَعْرَدَ الذِّكْرِ فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً دُنْكًا When you turn away from my Qur'an, my reminder, I will make your life also miserable and a wretched life. 
and tomorrow day of Qiyamah you'll be resurrected blind. Quran is saying that. He'll say, Ya Allah, why am I blind? وَقَدْ كُنْتُ بَصِيرًا I could see. قَوْلَ كَذَلِكَ أَتَدْكَ آيَاتُنَا فَنَسِيتَهَا My verses came to you. You abandoned it. You neglected it. You forgot it. Go get out. وَكَذَلِكَ الْيَوْمَ تُنْسَى Today you also abandoned and neglected. You see? دَرُنَيْكَ مَقَامْ here. We should fear. Allah is warning us, but we're not paying heed. Imagine that. So these are the lessons of true life and true success. <laughs> I see Brother Abdullah from Soweto is listening to you and he says, please ask Mufti Sab, what is the meaning of Vakovarigya? Because I think Ustad, you always mention that word. So he's saying, please ask Mufti what's the meaning of Vakovarigya, Ustad. My brother Abdullah, oh, peace of Benzawena. <laughs> then I see that early morning you listen to us, nighttime you listen to us, daytime you listen. You belong to one minister's son or what? You got a good uh, job there maybe. I don't know. So, wow, you see, in our Indians, we have many languages. We have Urdu, we have Gujarati, we have Maman, and we have Kokan, and we have many, many vernaculars, you call it. So, this is Maman. So, Vako, Varivyo means that you bend, like in Ruku. Mm. Now, that person is working, working so much, and remember for his wife, children, grandchildren, everything. Now, he went hunchback, you see? So that is what it means, that's right. So we want people must be straight, but don't become hunchback. <laughs> so that's what it is. Like you, you're a straight guy. That, you're listening to the radio, mashallah. Very good, Brother Abdullah. Ustad, my friends always talk about soccer players and matches on the friend group chat. Should I leave, uh, uh, should I leave because the group chat, is it permissible to play soccer, Ustad? Remember, you must leave immediately. Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, in the beginning of the 18th Jews, 18th Supara, chapter 23. I read for you the first three verses. Almighty Allah, chapter 23, verses 1, 2, 3, 4. And I, read, I tell you, beginning of 18th Jews, 18th Supara. Qad aflahal mu'minun. Indeed, the people who have true Iman, indeed they are successful. What are, that is the foundation. What are their qualities? When they read and perform salat, they have khushu, khudu, devotion, dedication. And they turn away from all futile speech, futile actions and everything. Now you support who? ABC team. They win the league, they win the cup, they win this, they win that. So what they going to do after that? So they could have wine, dine, and swine. Some of them are gay, Adam and Steve business, all that carries on, and you are supporting them. So when we support this type of shaitan, you must remember what happens. So the love for Allah decreases, the love for Nabi alayhi salam decreases, the love for Satan, Lucifer, and his agents and cronies increases. So that is what happens. So what happens now? Now you want to watch the match on the TV. Your team wins, you're excited. Your team loses, now you're upset with your wife or your children, and so forth and so <coughs> forth. I told you for the past 30, 35 years already, that remember that professional sport totally haram in Islam. Your soccer and your cricket and your tennis and uh, golf and what and what and what. So all this, just see what Saudi Arabia is doing. Now they're buying everything over. They bought the golf guys over. Now they want to buy the soccer guys over. You know, every day I read the front, the front news. 
So they say that the soccer players who are being imported, recruited by Saudi Arabia, some of them have not been paid for two, three, four months. Some coaches also are not paid and so forth. People go there for the money, but then they not get paid on time and so forth. They'll pay them on their grandfather's time, but they don't pay them every month, every week, whatever the agreement was. So we must never fall for all this. This is all the satanic plot, you must remember, to divert us away from our main object. I'm asking you one question, just one. That now the soccer match, it went into extra time. Mm-hmm. Then still no result, into penalties. And it's a lot time going on, Asr time, Maghrib time. Will you really go read Salat or you will still watch the match? Mm. Sometimes you will miss the whole Salat and everything. So how can it ever be justified? So therefore, all the professional sport, the income also is haram. They are sponsored by who? By the banks. They are sponsored by who? By the people who sell alcohol and intoxicants and so forth. So how can your income ever be halal, brother? So think properly. Just come out of all the groups. These are all satanic groups. Mm. Listen to this question, Ustad, before we go for our interval. It says, Mufti Sab, my son married a girl from Cape Town. She is Malay. Mufti Sab, she's finishing my son's money. These Cape Town girls only after money, money. He looks so finished, Mufti Sab. I told him come home better. She's an alligator. Ustad. Yeah, but Ma, you can't make such a statement. That's wrong, Ma. If one lady did that, now you say all the Cape Town girls are like that, or all the Malay girls, that's Mm. wrong. You can't do that. You must remember that that's how you start painting everybody with the same brush. You start just saying generalizing. That is totally wrong. So that we must say. Now I'm turning the argument the other way around, Ma. I don't know you, Ma. I don't know your son. Maybe he wanted to go Cape Town to go get some cook sisters. We don't know. So now, if your son is here, I'll ask him first question. Son, why you married that lady? Mm. Because both Dori, Dori, Oti. She was fair in complexion, you saw. And she had beautiful hair and eyes and all that. So now, who's to blame, Kala? Ma, must we blame the lady from Cape Town or must we blame your son? He just fell in love with her. What they say in English, love at first sight. Mm, you see, Habi, you see, yeah, I'm in Heidelberg. <laughs> I stayed there my first 17 years of my life. Then I went overseas and all this kind of thing. So yeah, in school days to teach us. What they teach us, love is blind. <laughs> now when we start learning hadith, teaching hadith, all... We find he, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Hubbuka shay yu'mi wa yusim. The thing you like, whether the person or whatever, watch or cell phone or computer, whatever. So it makes you blind and it makes you deaf. <laughs> so Kalama, when your son saw her, he said, this is the lady. So now she know how in the hospitals they have, you will remember, Mulching cow, you see, <laughs> that they mulch you with her medical aid. So now she said, this is a nice mulching cow. So that is what you must say. But who's to blame now, Kala? Must we blame her or must we blame your son, you see? No, wama asabakum min musibatin fabimakasabat aidikum. So therefore, if she is to blame, 
then he also is to blame. And you must not generalize. Now, don't go break their marriage and so forth. Tell them, start ta'alim every day, start reading Quran every day, read Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu, the 99 names of Almighty Allah, Jalla just now, inshallah, you will have a grandson, granddaughter, then Allah will move out, then everything will come right, inshallah. You see? So remember that, and she'll give him more cook sisters also, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. Well, it's 18 minutes to 12 o'clock. Uh, we we'll go for an interval. When we come back, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's uh, 16 minutes uh, to 12 o'clock. Remember, 084-786-3132. Uh, international overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Somebody says, Ustad, I am the eldest daughter-in-law, but my in-laws love their youngest son. They treat them so well and scared of that daughter-in-law because she fights with the youngest son. When she doesn't get anything, yet I do everything, and my husband, they treat him like he's invisible, and nothing, and I hate it, and I hate them. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Here is three parts to the question. You as a daughter-in-law, you say, you are doing everything for them, and so forth. So end of the day, you must ask yourself this question. Are you doing it for them? Are you doing it for all, my Allah? If you're doing for Almighty Allah, Allah will reward you. And remember that people say Jazakallah khair or not. You don't have to worry about that. So do carry on doing for the sake of Almighty Allah. Khidmat se khuda milta hai, we say in Urdu. So the more you serve them, inshallah, the more and more Allah's mercy will envelope you, encompass you, inshallah. So that's one issue. Second issue, you can't say now you hate your husband and so forth because his parents or whatever, they love the younger daughter-in-law more than you and so forth or the younger son more than your husband. So the main thing is you have to cement your relationship. So before you worry about them, that you have to worry about your husband. You and your husband, I don't know if you have child, children, so you have to cement your relationship with him. When he comes back today from work or whatever, he's in a good mood, cook this nice food, what he likes and so forth, and you're alone, not in front of the children, nobody must be there. Have a heart-to-heart discussion and write down, these are the things we agree on, these are the things we disagree on, now how can we solve and resolve this problem and so forth. All this, I hate my husband, I hate my mother-in-law, I hate this one. Then you're going to crucify yourself, remember that, and you will just bring more and more pain upon yourself. So what you need to do is read Rabbana Hablana Min Azwajina Tal and Abundantly La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min azwalimeen because now you're burning within yourself and that will cause anxiety, worry, sorry for you and try and change the negative to a positive. And then, inshallah, things will work out. And daily, read your five daily salat and give out charity and read Quran Sharif. Somebody says, Ustad, that our children don't belong to us, Mufti AK. However, can we turn down an international marriage as we fear we will never see our daughter again? Ustad, anonymous. So you must remember that I don't advise all these things. You get your daughter married in Dubai and London and Pakistan and Canada and here and there and all that. So many problems. Ask me that we in this field so many years. 
And then when she goes there, she will say yes, because the she knows South Africa now is a sinking ship. And now she will get a British passport or she'll get a Canadian passport or she will get some other passport in New Zealand or whatever. So, but life is not to do with passport. You must remember that. You have to live with that person. You have to live in that environment. Your children will live there and so forth. So, from the start, just say, please, Jazakallah khair for the proposal, and we're not interested. Don't keep them hanging on the line and give them hope. No, my daughter is making istikhara, and we'll answer you after two, three weeks and so forth. You ask me for my advice. Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu said, Al-Mustasharu Mu'tamanun. The person you ask advice for must be honest, and the hadith is authentic, Mishkat Sharif, Mustad Ahmad. So that's my honest advice and sincere advice to you. Just call it off, remember that. Mm. Tell them that no, we don't, we don't want to pursue this matter any further. You can look where else you want to. Mm. Ustad is a, a listener, I think he's a mother, she needs some advice. She says that... Uh, my daughter went to Pakistan to study medicine. Dear respected Honorable Mufti Saab, uh, she went to, to study medicine two years ago, and she got married there with our permission, uh, but we were not there as parents for the nikah. But now, Mufti Saab, the man she, uh, the man she got married is ill-treating her, is hitting her. Now our child wants to come back home, and he doesn't want to send her. What must we do with that? Should we get the police involved? See. Si. Just look at the sequence of questions. A question just came now. I don't know. Wallahi, I don't know what Mona Arafat is going to ask me. What is the next question? I don't know. You just asked just now. We have our daughter. A proposal came from overseas. I told you it's a non-starter. Just call it off. Now, here's an example already. You sent your daughter to go study to become a doctor in Pakistan, right? Whether that is permissible, not permissible, all that is water under the bridge. You all know my fatwa is all haram, all this. You'll send your daughters alone overseas and so forth. And then you tell us to make dua. It's like sending them out in the rain and telling us to make dua. They mustn't get wet. Okay, that's one story. Mm -hmm. Now she got married. She and this guy were studying together in the medical college or whatever. I was in Karachi. Now medical college is a name there in the 70s and so forth. I don't know if she was studying there or in Lahore or Islamabad. Be that as it may. And then he gave a promise. Oh, we will do And now Allah alone knows whether she has a child or she's pregnant or mm -hmm. what. In Pakistan and all, that is very common, this, you must remember. I mean, what is the truth? <laughs> we have to speak, you must remember that. For them to raise their hand on the wives and all that, they will tell you, this is our way, and so forth. So my advice to you will be that you better get a visa and go to Pakistan and bring your daughter back and so forth and so on. Because that is the exact reason I told you just now. When somebody is an oppressor, there will be children, there will be problems. Why you want all these unnecessary problems in your life? So your parents are also to blame because you gave permission and you sent her there. And she also, why she fell for his trick? Now see, he's abusing her and so forth. Now you say you want to get a lawyer and this. You know Pakistan how it works. 
from top to bottom. It's just like South Africa. So hukumat be chor and the people also said to say, but I won't say 90%, I'll say more than 50% are people you can't trust. You must remember this. So really, Kala, I don't know your daughter, I don't know your son-in-law, I don't know you. But if you really want to solve this problem, go to the Pakistan embassy and tell them that this is the scenario. We want a visa and we have to go there because there's huge problems between my our daughter and our son-in-law. So we want to go and resolve it and so forth and so on. So that will be my advice. Lawyer now, you know how the lawyer is. So the lawyer will tell you that it's not pesa they do. Then he'll tell you give so much money. Then he'll make you all a milking cow. You must remember this guy. He knows you'll find what you're going to do. You just keep on sending dollars and dollars and so forth. So by the time you finish up, she will be finished, your daughter. How many more times she will be assaulted and so forth. <laughs> so try and go there, send the father. You also can go with the mother or send your bra- your son, the brother or somebody should go. That is my advice. That's the only way you can resolve it. <laughs> I see uh, the mother said that uh, I, I shouldn't send my husband because my husband is going to half murder him, half kill him. So maybe we will send our children. And that's what he, that's what he exactly said, Mufti Sahib. He said, Hamara tariqa hai. That's what the sister says, Ustad. You see, I stayed there. I'm telling you that they will tell you this is our, our, our system. Our tariqa means our system. It's nothing. It's not considered like a crime. They just beat up the wife. I don't say all, but many of them. So that is the thing. But what your husband is saying is also wrong. That he says if he goes, he'll kill him. But Papa, who gave the permission? Papa, you mm-hmm. gave the permission. You said, oh, my son-in-law will be a doctor and nurse and all that. You fell for all the tricks and so forth. So no sense saying now you want to kill him and assault him and that. You to also blame partially because you gave permission and everything there. So all that is just emotional talk and knee-jerk reaction. So whoever is going to go, make sure a male goes with two ladies go alone and so forth. So if you want to go with your son or something... But go as soon as possible before the damage becomes too much. That is my advice to you. Mm. Ustad, as a listener says that uh, my son will be going to Turkey next week uh, to get married there in Turkey. He did see a girl there. They were uh, chatting online. So the father wants to know, do you think it's a good idea uh, when that earthquake took place in Turkey? So his son is going next week to get married to a girl there, Ustad. So... He is going to sort out the earthquake in the process. <laughs> You'll finish, fix everything up, and now now you come ask me, and this type of things here. Mm. First of all, for your son to chat with her online and all that, is that permissible? Do not even go near fornication, adultery. Does he even know her belief structure? How good a Muslim she is? Does he know her family? All these are things we have to clarify before you get married and so forth and so on. So anyway, that he wants to go there and then he think to bring her back or whatever he does, Allah alone knows. So you must just make dua, things work out. But remember, Turkey, you get some very, very pious people there, especially if they are from the outskirts. And if they're from Istanbul, then they definitely get impacted with the amount of foreigners and the amount of negative activity there and so forth. But inshallah, if both parties are sincere, then things can work out. We can't make a blanket judgment and a general statement and so forth. But my point is, you'll fix everything up and then you ask me. 
કે આવું છે કે નો આવું છે સો વોટ મત આઈ ટેલ યુ અંડર ધ આમ છે question and then inshallah i have to announce uh, what's uh, our follow up uh, throughout the day somebody says yeah mufti sab i am a farmer and i drive i drive big trucks for my husband on our farm we only have female workers in our plantations are we all sinners as women are doing men's work ustad anonymous so so the <laughs> husband what he just sitting in the house and collecting all the money and all this thing there he is the treasurer and you the manager and <laughs> so there got all the women there So you're driving all this big, big trucks there and all that horse and trailer. Kala, you got license for it. Just now you put one of them away and they'll charge you and all these things there. So you must remember, if you only got female workers, then it's better you interact with them and your husband. But make sure that you're paying all of them properly and so forth. We will end up on this hadith because I and I have to go somewhere now. So Allah make easy. Allah ta'ala help us all. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Hadith in Ibn Majah, Mishka Sharif, A'atul ajira ajrahu qabla ayya jifa araquhu. That pay your employee before his perspiration gets dry. Meaning pay them their full dues. Not you keep on delaying, delaying, delaying and so forth. So inshallah, if it's ladies and you are there with them, then it's better compared to your husband. 
tell your husband can sit down in the house and he can collect all the money there, inshallah, and pay zakat on it. Right, barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. <laughs>